Last time on Lawful Stupid. You guys come across the land bridge. Towering over you is one intimidatingly scary brown bear. Lucian is like channeling this necrotic energy through his hand and then this bear's face. Uh, ah, uh, 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 uh. He turned and he and he runs away. Where are we going again? Oh, back to town. Right. Purified that lake. That was neat. Yeah, and we've got um, the gnome here to tell our story. Yeah, well, shoot, I'll tell you what, it's, it's been one heck of a ride. You make it into Junga, and you see that none of the lights in the rest of town are on. Oh, shoot, today's the election. William uses the sky cell and turns into Mayor Shanka. I am a charlatan. I have been pouring poop water on this town for weeks. Everyone in, in the entire area begins to clap. Congratulations, everyone. You have passed the test again. This was to see how you cooperated with uh, Brice, your field agents, and how you did when you were out in the field. And poof, you're back in your room. Welcome back. So glad you all made it in one piece. If you can meet me in the debrief room, we'll make sure to get some good snacks and talk about your trip. William, William, William. You successfully completed your first mission with your crew, and you've made it back to the KNG headquarters, and now it's time for your own bit of downtime. So, excellent. What do you want to do first? Um, out of pure obligation, mm-hmm. William will go teach a class so he can like mark that off his checkbox and be like, "Cool." So, when you say teach, what you what you didn't know um, is that you're actually like a teacher's assistant. Okay, you say what you want to say. Well, we'll see how William reacts. <laughs> um, okay, and so what we'll do is is you'll know um, when you get up in the morning, there's there's a, a pad that you've, you know, you've been instructed, you've gotten. Um, it kind of helps you navigate the KNG headquarters because it can be a little bit confusing at first, you know, going up to the school and kind of the, the, the grounds around there. And so you pull up your... Your Palm Pilot <laughs> item, and it directs you up to where you're going to be at the morning uh, for your first morning. Have I met the teacher to this class? No, you have not. So, and you're showing up, I think, a little early, so you can get some FaceTime and kind of know how things are going to work, and go from there. Gotcha. Uh, yeah, so I show up to this class. I show up early. Is is anybody in this classroom? No, and I don't. I don't think anyone's here yet. The teacher is there, and you see there is a uh, a man. He's got short brown hair. It's combed to one side, uh, gelled very neatly, gelled, um, and he's wearing a sweater vest with the KNG logo on it. And there is a V above the KNG logo, um, and he's got glasses on as well, and a beard. But he's very, he seems like he's very approachable as he's flipping through at a podium. Seems to be some notes that he's going through. Uh, yeah, I approach him and say, um, uh, does my Palm Pilot have the name of my, uh, professor? Yeah, it says, uh, Favreau, uh, Favreau. politics professor. World politics Favreau. professor. World politics professor. Okay, cool. Um, 
So I approach and say, um, uh, excuse me, uh, sir. Uh, he turns and kind of pushes his glasses up and he says, uh, oh, um, <laughs> you must be William. Oh, yes. And uh, your name? Oh, I, I'm, I'm, uh, Professor Fabro. You could just call me Fabro. Uh, come on in, come on in. Um, yes, of course. Uh, do, I do see, um, I think there's a mistake here. Um, okay, on, okay. on my Palm Pilot. Yeah, and he takes it and he looks at it and says, um, I, I don't see, I don't see the problem, William. Did you I, see where it says Professor oh, there? Pro- yes, me, Professor Favreau, yep. yes. Mm-hmm. That's a weird way to typo, William. I think we should get that fixed. Oh, no, no. Um, correct me if you're... You just got back from your, your first mission, correct? Uh, the play, yes. The the shit play, yes. Mm-hmm. Yes, the shit... <laughs> you, you know, this, this season's um, mission is, is just happens to be the rotation. So it's not a great one. Um... Some would say it's shitty, yes. So you're actually just a an assistant um, for for a while when you come on. Mm-hmm. You, you don't get to jump right in. Yeah, I know it's it's like you've already got a job you're doing, and so it's like you're pulling double duty. I'm, I apologize for that. I don't make the rules. That's rank five on your chest might give a different impression. But uh, okay, boss, um, what, what is it you'd like me to do? You want me to write your name on the chalkboard or? Chalkboard? Like <laughs> we don't. Leaflets. I don't have a chalkboard. It's it's. We've moved on. We got rid of those because beating the erasers takes up a lot of time. Uh, you have to pull students away, and it's not good for the environment. Oh, I just beat this. Do no, it's fine. What, what do you need me to do? So, uh, really, I just need you to, um, you know, be here for support. See how I I do things in the classroom, and maybe do some handouts for me. We're going to be grading some papers, but I want you to be prepared. Um, you know, take over this notebook I have here, and he shows you the notebook. He kind of flips through. He's like, everything you need in here to take over um, is kind of there. So we'll be mm-hmm. working on a program you and I to swap back and forth, um, so that you can begin teaching. Probably, probably by next semester, I would hope. Yeah, no, t- this afternoon sounds great. No, no, not this. This um, next semester. Oh, the language barrier. Clearly, I apologize. Mm, William. Um, Favreau. And he just, he's like, hey, William, we're gonna, are we gonna have some problems? I, I don't, I don't think so. I, I feel like we're getting off to the best start, best of friends. I mean, look, it's such, such a wonderful sweater vest you've got on and those glasses. I mean, nobody pushes glasses up like you, boss. How, <laughs> how tall is William again? Uh, he is just under six feet. I think he's like 5'11". Okay, that's so on his sheet. you guys are eye to eye. Uh, as he kind of looks at you and he says, and um, we're like six feet away from each other right now. Like, cause we're yeah, and wearing close. masks. <laughs> no. Well, I mean, six feet is <laughs> just a number in my head, but okay. Six, it's you, you're each other's distance away from each other. Mm-hmm. If you were to lay down on the ground. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I picture dominoes falling and standing up. He says, mm-hmm. William, I've been doing this game a long time and I may look very unassuming. But I don't want mm-hmm. you to confuse my my look, my nerdiness, for not having great power. Attractiveness? I wasn't going to. Yeah, that's fine. Oh, no, yeah, no power. Yeah, got you. Okay, okay. And he says, uh, let's just do this. You just follow my lead. 
and things will be okay. And I want the best for you, Wilma. I'm not your enemy. But I Great, I didn't realize, well, okay, threatening the... Not threatening. ...the first day, weird. He, oh, and he looks promise. at your... Oui. He looks at your shirt and he goes, and he says, you don't even have your rank on today. Did you forget uh, that? Yeah. N- well, no, I didn't forget it. It just clashes with my suit. Okay, well, that Do I need to matter. display my rank? That seems a little elitist. Yes, Absolutely. Okay, it great. I, I pull There's- the little pen out of my inner pocket and place it so gingerly on my suit jacket. Is that better? It, it looks better. It looks good on you. And by the way, great. it's a very nice suit. Oh, thank you. That's... Thank you. <clears throat> Anyways, would you like a, a cup of coffee or anything? Uh, do you have blackberry brandy? And, and so he kind of perks up and he goes... Okay, maybe we maybe we will get off to a better start. And he get from under his desk, he pulls um, a very exotic bottle of Black River, and he says, "This is from my motherland. Um, it's in the northeast of here. Very special brand of Black Ray Brandy. Mm-hmm. Um, you tell me what you think." And he says, "It's uh, Mapelli special," and he pours it into a, a shot worth. And you have I heard of Mapelli special? Yes, you know it because you love like rare. It's like it. It's very, very expensive. Maybe you've had it once or twice, mm-hmm, but mm-hmm. it's it's very rare and very expensive. Perfect, perfect, perfect. I I look at it. I gracefully take it and just just the tiniest of sips. You said a shot glass worth. Is that what you said? Yeah, like you know, you got two fingers in there. It's the tiniest of sips and just swish it around. Then I swallow it. Mm. You're a man of good taste. Looks at his sweater vest. Finishes my drink. <laughs> I think we're going to get along great. Absolutely. Well, and, and there's a bell that goes off and he says, well, better put this away. And so he puts it away. He says, uh, today we're going to be learning about, um, we're just talking through the basics. And, and I've, I've read you, your sheet. You, you're pretty well versed in um, politics as is. And so I, I don't think you're going to have a lot of trouble catching on and taking over. It may even be before next semester. But today we're talking about... Um, the wars, the old wars between Valfold and Taggart, and, and sort of the history of, of why they started. So, mm, all right, sound good? Uh, yeah, go ahead. Okay, and so he um, kind of moves back around behind his desk as podium is off to the left of that. As students begin filing in. They're very young, very young. They look like Lucian. They're all very young, and they come in. Got it. Twelve year olds. Check. <laughs> take their seats at their desks. Um. And they're all kind of just wide-eyed, staring around. And he says, everyone, welcome to your first day uh, in, in world politics here at the university. I want to introduce you to uh, introduce you my assistant professor here. And then he gives you to take the floor to introduce yourself. I uh, stand up and I say, you can call me William. And he does like a, a, a clap. And so they just mimic that clap. And he says, welcome. Uh, thank you, William. And so William will be my uh, assistant professor. So um, I-, I will take, you know, after hours, if you have any questions, and there will be a period of time that William will as well. That's a weird sentence to say. William will as well. I- anyways, and some of the kids snicker. Say it three times like, William will as well. William will as well. William will as well. <laughs> uh, and-, and so they begin to, to kind of snicker. And he like, oh, why did I? Anyways, <clears throat> everyone pull out your books. 
Today we're going to be talking about um, one of the oldest, most well-known love stories slash battles in our um, history. And so he will... Uh, I'm just going to quickly give that to you so you can gain the knowledge from that yep, as yep, well. Yep. And then we can move on to a, another scene. So he will tell you um, Valfold and Taggart are on the same continent. Um, Valfold was once uh, run by a king. You know it now to be run by a council of magi, and that's what the world kind of knows it now as the council of magi. What happened there was um, the king of Valfold was in love with the daughter of the king of Taggart. And they had been warring for a long time, and he, he wanted to seek peace because he wanted her hand. Um, the daughter was not interested, but the father, the king of the daughter, saw an opportunity. And so what he did is he kept having the daughter lead this king on. And so there were some visits uh, every now and then, and the daughter would always ask for more things, more money, more supplies for her city, um, and he would give it just just without even really considering uh, how it affected his own town. And eventually, it came to a point where he would he had almost given everything in this kingdom, and his own people were suffering, and his armies were suffering. And that is when the um, the daughter, you know, gave word to her father that it was time to strike. And so the king of Taggart did so, and basically brought the city to a ruin. And the council of Magi, who were there at the time, were able to bring enough forces together, not to really do any damage to the forces of Taggart, but repel them enough to get the city back on its feet over the next, you know, 20 or 30 years. And so they decided that um, no longer would one man decide the fate of their kingdom, that it would be a group of people who had the city's best interest in mind. And so they became the Council of Magi. And so that's that's kind of the history you get there. I don't know if you have, so class, the class leaves, you know, after he's they've had their questions and that kind of thing. And uh, he says, well, um, how do you think it went? Well, I think that's um, not the worst retelling of uh, the honeypot of uh, Valford, but you know, uh, I suppose it's one way to teach it, dry and to the point. I like it. Uh, and at that time, uh, an elf girl walks in. She's wearing just some basic robes. It looks like another teacher's assistant. She says, oh, hello. And she hands a note to uh, Favreau and he opens it up and he says ah shoot William um, would you do me a favor you just saw the lesson go down could you kind of head up the next class I, I, know I told you you couldn't do it till next semester but I've got some business that I'm needed for currently could you yeah, no, do this next class for me but yeah just, okay. just, just the way you did it right like dry into well, the point well you know your own flavor you, you oh, get it it's okay, kind of just great. the same information yeah absolutely uh, thank I you thank you uh, I'll be back as soon as possible oh, take your time be fine could be fine. And so he leaves. Uh, and so you're at his podium and students begin to shuffle in and they all sit down. And again, they are wide eyed and, and staring at you. Yeah. So as these students are shuffling in, I'm going to use a uh, prejudication to play Thunderstruck in the background. <laughs> <laughs> and so when they all sit down, I, I seize that uh, sound and, um, and so this is a totally different class, right? But same, it's the same new, class, but different student. So, okay, correct. Cool. Uh, so uh, what is the title of the pol world politics? And so mm -hmm. I, I look on this magic board behind me, uh, which is technology. Yeah. Yes. This is world politics. Does it have like the lesson title up there? That's like um, uh, Valford, the war of Valford or whatever. Uh, the War of Love is what it's called. Okay, the War so of Love. Got it, got it, got it. Okay, so I'm going to um, 
Uh, boy, howdy. I'm going to use Minor Illusion, and I'm going to replace or, or superimpose over that. Uh, and I'm going to uh, put um, uh, Drinking in Politics. Just over the top of that. Okay. And I'm going to okay. say, Well, welcome, students. Uh, you're, you're all granted a gift for uh, Professor Val... For, uh, for, no, sorry. Professor Favreau has um, dismissed himself and he wanted me to teach you about the, the old honeypot of Valford. But I'm I'm a little more practical in, in nature and and well, if you're all going to be politicians and, and you're going to teach people and, and wine and dine, you need to know the important bits. And the most important bit of politics is not history, no, no, no. Details, semantics. It's being drunk, but not being drunk. You've got to drink, but still be about your wits, because there's nothing better than the, someone who's drunk and off the game, spilling secrets like they shouldn't. That's uh, that's how it all works, really. Just a little alcohol. And anyone who says, I don't drink, don't trust them. They're assassins or cowards. Possibly both. Oh, uh, 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 Mr. Willie, I don't drink. Okay. Are you an assassin? No. You, sir, to the left of him, hit him with your fist. And he, like, kind of just, like, barely taps him. Harder. A little harder. Okay, he didn't run. So he must be both. Security! <laughs> These kids just look around. Some are flipping through pages. Trying no, to no, find, don't like, worry about your manuals. That's boring. You've all come here to learn the most important trade in the world, which is deception. Which is schmoozing the elite. And if I, if I told you the most important thing other than being drunk and not being drunk, it's that it's all bullshit. The rules don't matter, and whoever has the most money and power is in charge. So it's important to trick those people and do what you need to do, or what uh, the KNG needs you to do, um, with as little backlash and fallout as possible, especially towards me. And so these kids all look at you, and what I'll note, what I'll have you note is these. So these kids, this school is all a front, so they don't know what the KNG is. They think it's just literally a a school. It is a school, mm -hmm. essentially, mm -hmm. but it's just like it is the front. So they don't know about the KNG because they're not recruited. So when you say I that, stand they just, by that, I know. So that, <laughs> I think it's so funny, and they're just like, look, they're intrigued now because like mm -hmm. the first part was kind of eh, and then the second part, you know, it's all BS. is is very good to them. Well, listen, it's, it's an, every, every country has either a council, a king, a monarchy, a, a, a diplomacy of some kind, and it's important that you know that it's all just, it's all just bullshit, really. It's all just words and agreement and ink on paper, and, and honestly, as much as I, as much as I love the game, it's bullshit. So it's important that you understand how to play the game, and, and I cannot stress enough, in all the classes I've taught on this, drinking is the most important bit. First of all, drinking is delicious. Second of all, there's nothing better than a good drink, and then, you know, conning someone out of the information they need. 
And so you so you went over the honeypot part, and then you you kind of you know trolled off into this part too, and the bell rings for class to end, and they're all just sitting. They don't move. They're just staring at you. Well, it's important that you remember this. If I were to give you anything else, tomorrow, when Professor Favreau asks you what you learn, you say, uh, nothing important. You read that stupid book in front of you about the love story, the, the honeypot of, of Valford, and just recite that dry story back to him. Don't tell him anything I said to you. You have some nods. And they're Oh, okay. And, and then, then, they then, then I'm going to cast I'm going to cast fog cloud to fill the whole room with a fog <laughs> and then I'm going to sneak out. <laughs> okay. And you do. Uh Wait, you, is that Bob Brandy still here? Yes. I pour another shot, then I sneak out. Okay, you do. Perfect. We'd like to take a minute to thank the Video Game Timeline Show for sponsoring this episode of Lawful Stupid. If you love podcasts, and we know you do because you're listening to this, and you love video games, and you probably do because you're listening to this, we'd encourage you to go and check them out. Our friends from the Southwest UK, Jack and Evan, do a great job of making video game history fun to listen to. Their light-hearted conversation will take you through the entire history of video games. They talk about ratings for the games as if they were in the time, and compare them to today's releases. Lastly, from time to time, they have some cool guests and show some unique insights into the world's largest entertainment industry. I listened to a few episodes that they've recommended and was not disappointed at all. And as Americans, we all understand that accents make everything better. Check out their podcast today, especially their Space Invader episodes as a start. And after that, I'm sure you'll want to go back and listen to their backlog as well. So check out the Video Game Timeline show today. You can find them at all major podcatchers, and we'll also add a link to their podcast on iTunes in our show notes. Once again, that's the Video Game Timeline Show. Go subscribe today. Uh, throughout the day, you hear people talking about this class, like as you walk around. Uh, and they don't like real, they know the name but not the face, you know. So like, mm-hmm. I don't know how you feel about that. Okay, but, like, so I hear somebody. Oh, that's a that's that guy sounds really grounded. Sounds like he has a lot of experience. Was it a good class then? Oh, I I don't know. My friend was in it, but I I heard that guy's probably gonna get fired. But it sounded yeah. really. I wish I would have been oh, there. It sounded know, really cool. I've heard of that Professor Favreau. Sounds like he's had a little bit of the drink, you know. Professor Favre? Oh, yeah. I gotta tell my friends about this. Yeah. Politics 101, baby. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, okay, cool. Uh, as you do that, so I think the next thing you do is you wanted to find somebody kind of what we would call important, who's somebody who has a, a pretty important role at yep. the KNG. And I think you, we mm-hmm. won't Aside do the conversation. Myself, of course. Yep. <laughs> There's just mirrors everywhere, just a mirror room. <laughs> He Ooh. dies there. Uh, no. I think you talk. We're not going to do the conversation with Misery, but I think she tells you about a fellow who would be willing to talk to you just because he, you know, he's he's not so high up that he's inaccessible. Mm-hmm. Um, and his name is uh, his code name, and, and so this is for Tex. His real name is Jeremiah Stonebreaker, but his code name is Kane. And Misery says, "Oh, you can you can go and talk to to Kane. He's a very interesting fellow, to say the least." 
Uh, all right. You know what they say, when they say interesting fellow, they never it's never a good thing, is it? Crap. I go find King. Uh, with your accesses now you, and your your palm pilot there, it tells you to you need to go down like four or five stories below this ground floor. You haven't been yet. Uh, there's a couple ways to do that. You can take stairs or you can take an elevator. Uh, well, I'm not taking the stairs, so elevator, please. Uh, yep, great. So you are allowed to go um, down to the floor that you have requested, uh, five floors down. Um, and so you, you get down to that part, and when the doors open, there is just like dead silence. And there's this hallway, and there are a series of lights um, that are shining from the ceiling onto the ground in circles. The circle of lights don't touch each other, but they're spaced far enough where you can see, you know, as you walk between them. Mm -hmm. Um, And you notice there are cells uh, on either side of this hallway. And it seems to lead uh, a pretty long hallway, but you can see at the end of the hallway, there's a large circle uh, room that has lights in it. Uh, And there appears to be a, a large individual sitting in a chair, um, looking at some sort of screen with a lot of numbers and things on it. I, I approach. So are there people in these cells? Like, can I see them? Yeah. So if you, which one do you want to look in? No, I don't. I just want to know if there's people in them. I want to know if they're empty or not. Uh, so if you look in one, just you would in see. Cool. There, there are some that are like painted black. You can't see into them. Uh, there's a couple that use, there's a couple that you look in that are empty. Uh, and there is one that has a person that is sitting in the corner, kind of like rocking back and forth. Weird. All right, let's go to this uh, security individual. I assume Kane. Yes. And so you, you knock on the door and he, he kind of, he, he turns slowly. And you realize now that this is a Goliath. Uh, he stands about seven and a half feet tall. He's wearing like this massive armor. And there, he has like the, the largest broadsword you've ever seen. Um kind of lean up against this desk that's in this room and mm-hmm. he turns and he comes to the door and he like turns a series of locks and he opens it and he says um, <clears throat> what can I do for you uh, I, I suppose that's a very valid question I was uh, sent here by Misery she said uh, you could uh, be of some help I love Misery she's quite the warm hearted person uh, um, how would you like me to help? Well, it, it's a very important uh, request, but uh, how can I be of service to you? And he kind of looks up into just like almost nothing. No, no, you almost down even, here. even look, you even look, and he uh, slowly you turns back ghosts, down. You don't see ghosts, do you? I wish I didn't. Do it. Seen a lot of things I wish I hadn't seen. Reflection? Or... Huh? Yeah, no, no, it's fine. How can I be of help? Uh, well, um, I guess the thing I need the most is, is help checking on the subjects from time to time. Just to be sure that, one, they're there, and two, that they haven't done something to themselves. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, okay, um, 
Yep, real quick question. You said mm-hmm. subjects, as in like ooh, testing them like uh, guinea pigs, rats, rodents, mice, other things no, you don't care about? No, we, we don't we don't test the subjects, and, and honestly, I wish they weren't in the state they're in. Um, Did- uh, I'm Kane. I don't I don't know if I told you that I'm Kane, and but if misery sent nice you, nice to meet you. Yes, my name is. Here's William. nice to meet you, William. Here's my job. Mm-hmm. I maintain the assets that we find. So your first mission was Pooh Town. That's what yep. I call it. Yep. With a giant rock that has water that ever never stops flowing into it. Mm-hmm. The monthly floods. Yes. That's an asset. Uh, it's something that exists in the world that goes mm-hmm. against the laws of nature, you know, outside of magic that shouldn't be here and it has the potential to do real damage to people or the places people exist in or just, you know, the basic laws that that hold the world together. Mm-hmm. So my job, once they've been studied by Dr. Ryan, is to catalog these things. Sometimes we get people in here or items that have to have very specific conditions for them to be maintained in. Let me give you an example, because this one's pretty popular. Okay. I got a brother named Mm -hmm. Abel. Mm -hmm. Um, We're actually from before the blossoming. So you could say he and I are assets, really. While I seem to function pretty all right where's yourself then well not all assets are dangerous oftentimes we can release those things back into the world and just monitor from a distance but there are some so dangerous that we can't risk that Mm -hmm. my brother Abel for whatever reason after the, the blossoming became so bloodthirsty and enraged and I'll tell you this, I'm the runt of our family. My brother, he was set off and, and I had to, I had to kill him when we first, you know, appeared in, in this, this time and I was broken hearted and we buried him. But then about six months later, there was some news of a Goliath stomping around uh, the Southern Icelands. Mm-hmm. And he was doing just that, just making his way, just killing anything in his path. Mm. So I had I had to go find him again, and I had to kill him again. And for years, what I do now is I have to wait for my brother to wake up, and I have to kill him again, and again, and again. Mm. Oh, it's a very um, who is the real beast kind of situation. Hmm. Yeah, I, you know, I was real sad about doing it the first time, obviously, but now it's just more annoying than anything. I'm wondering when Abel's going to wake up and I have to take a work or a week of leave or something and, you know, be away from my job. Hmm. Yeah, that sounds real fucked up, man. I'm not going to lie to you. It's part of the job, you know. Like, I'm not sure who I'm more scared of. But anyways, well, I, you, you need me yeah. to look at these assets and just kind of check them off the list, check them twice kind of situation. 
Well, I, we have several floors. You know, the further down you go, and he lo- kind of looks at your your the Roman numeral one on your your shirt there. It's a I don't weird know if you still have it on. Five. Oh no, no, I took that off as soon as the professor okay. like. Well, walk so he looks for it. He goes, uh, "What your what's your rank again?" Uh, what's just what's one below the maximum? So that's a it's a quattro, yeah, a four. He's a- <laughs> <laughs> oh, I don't know the last time I've laughed. Oh, yeah. oh. It is, was this when you killed your brother? Because seems like uh, there's a there's a tipsy topsy oh, thing going on. It's more tedious than anything now. Mm-hmm. I really wish that um, I could bring it back, and I'm hoping there's got to be some asset out there. It's going to go back on its own, it seems. But I'm sorry, you were telling me what I need to do on the bottom level. Yeah, just check uh, levels one through five. Uh, beneath yeah. the headquarters are, mm-hmm. you know, set different assets. And so I, I'm going to give you a checklist if you can check in them daily, kind of may, maybe monitor, sure. take notes. You're doing mm-hmm. basically some minor research um, mm-hmm. on these things as we go. And, and that would just be a great help to me, just just yeah. maintaining and knowing where they're at and what's going on. Perfect. And so this, and when, when we say assets, we don't necessarily mean people. It could be inanimate objects. Yeah, and there's there's a workup on on the front of all the doors, you know, kind of what's Perfect. going on, what to expect. So you're not just going in there blind. Um, hmm. You'll have some other scientists running around checking, but they just kind of want we have some bodies taking notes around the clock, and so you're not by yourself. You'll have some other people on the floor, but just been shorthanded recently. Oh, that's a shame. Hmm. Um, all right, well, I, I suppose I'll, I'll get to work. And real quick, that's a big ass sword. I kind of like walk by him to go to the sword unless he's hard stops me. No, he doesn't. And then I like push it over. You try. It's so heavy that as, even as it leans, you can't push it. Okay, over. then I like push against it two hands like, like kind of turn my back and I like, you know, you push with your back and I'm just squishing <laughs> yeah. on my legs and then I like stop and I like straighten my suit up and go, that's a big ass sword. And then I walk right out of the room. <laughs> Have a good and the door shuts. Okay. Uh, All right. Do I have this checklist with me? Yes. Okay, great. So, uh, two things. One, I go up to the one with the creepy person. Well, hold on. The, the, you remember the creepy rocking person? Yes. Do you tell me about Perfect. For one, I cast Sky Self and I turn myself into Professor Favreau. Okay. <laughs> and then I walk over to the creepy rocking person and I, uh, I adjust my glasses and I say, Hello. I have some questions for you. And this, what you see is there is what looks to be a petite girl. She has long black hair that is covering her face. Mm-hmm. Uh, she's barefoot and she's like holding her. She's sitting in the corner with knees and there's this bright light that is shining directly down on her, filling this room. Mm-hmm. And she, I mean, it's, it's intense almost even for you because I, I think you have to lift up, you know, maybe this, this, this hole or there's like mm-hmm. something covered in the window. You lift it up and light shines out. And she just, she looks up, or her head at least looks up, and she kind of moves her head just a little bit so that you can see one eye peering at you, and it's like a bloodshot eye. And she uh, just At the top of her little form here for her, does it say um, ring girl by chance? <laughs> no, but I did my best, okay. so I'm glad okay, that you perfect. brought that. Good. Perfect. Uh, and then I, I look at her, um, ma'am, uh, it's very important that you just tell me a couple things. Uh, are you there? 
And she kind of tilts her head the other way, so now the other eye can see you. Except this one is completely black. Uh, ma'am, just a nodding or a shaking of the head. I'm going to need a, a positive or a negative. She uh, sort of like does like a motion to pop her neck. And she begins to sort of stand. And so what looked like a small frame begins to stand very, very tall in this room. And she like hunches over. And almost as swiftly as she can move, the eye is right in front of you, staring. Oh, 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 creepy. I don't like it. Uh, this is why you're single. Oh, uh, ma'am, do you think you would hurt yourself? And then she, like, you can see her, like, sniff. And then she slowly smell delicious. backs away. And almost this tall figure gets smaller and smaller, mm-hmm. like, to a normal size again as she sits back down in the corner and drops her Ooh. head again. Okay, what does her what does her name say on this little list here? Yeah, so this is uh, it says K N G dash eight zero three eight zero three. Perfect, perfect, perfect. Okay, eight zero three. You uh, you are there. Check. Uh, you are not a threat to others. Check. You are definitely single for life. Check. <laughs> um, I think that's enough for today. Oh, by the way, in case you're curious, I am Professor Favreau, and you're ugly as sin. And then I walk away. <laughs> you, uh, we'll put this as well, just a note about the SCP. So what you read uh, <clears throat> on the sheet is that this is the, the girl of darkness, is kind of the description there. And it says... Um, subject must be kept in bright luminescent lights at all time can never be um, left in darkness uh, and then it, and it talks about all of the all the fa- uh, fail safes that are in this so like the lights are changed every week um, there are four of them uh, and there is a backup generator specifically for this room so even if power went out there's a generator that would kick on automatically uh, with no break in the time, um, and that she ha- has was known to kill four people before she was captured and brought in uh, to the KNG, and this was ten years ago. Mm. Okay, uh, with that information in mind, I have one more thing to say. Oh, you look better in the dark, and then I leave. <laughs> and then, uh, as Professor Favreau, I go and do all my checks for the first floor. Uh, equally as annoying and abrasive to anybody who responds to him. Uh, and the rest of those are not nearly as, as scary as that one was. Some of them are just items that seem to be sitting just on a shelf. It's important you understand that I'm equally as annoying as Professor Favreau the entire time. I understand. Perfect. Great. Okay. Love it. Perfect. Uh, okay, cool. And so then the last thing, you're, so you kind of finish that shift up, uh, turn your report into him, and he says... Uh, Thanks so much for your help. I really appreciate your time. And um, it looks like, and he kind of flips through a, a checklist. He says, you're only on for about once a month right now. Oh, that's perfect. Well, if you just ever need me more, I'd be happy to check on some more things. Make sure everybody's safe. Happy to do it. Jeremiah. Uh, bless you. No, no, sorry. That's... That's my real name. 
Jeremiah oh. Stonebreaker. Oh, I don't. Why do they call you Kane? You know, out in the field, everyone gets code names. So. Oh, cool. That's the one I got. Cool. That's that's not very um. It's not very spy of you to just go around and, you know, hand out your name. But that's cool. Well, to each other, it's it's. Oh fine. yeah, no, we, it's fine. We are yeah, the, yeah. the only family Good we point. have anymore. Um. Unless you have a brother that you have to kill every six months, mm, then that's the family you know, I, we got. I must have left them in my other, other pockets. Um, oh, but you know, if you want to know my code name, it's Gale. It's a pretty cool one. So if you ever hear of Gale doing things, Gale, pretty cool. Yeah. Kind of like a like a like an old lady. It's great. No one ever sees it coming. I don't know. I I think of like Nightingale, and I think about yeah. You think being in the shadows, and I think about mm-hmm. kind of you know being on your own and, and being able to sur- uh, being like a survivor is what I think of. Yeah, that would have made way more sense, right? Mm-hmm. Being you know super cool. Have you met Breeze? Oh, man, that guy oh, he used to be old pals. Yeah, with, uh, yeah. It's been a he's, while. He's been- really cool. You know, you know why he's, his name is Breeze? Because he just he comes as quick he shoots, as he goes. Just shoots the breeze. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, he's super cool. <laughs> anyway, I suppose you got uh, some getting to get on to. So, yeah, I, it was nice to meet you, uh, Gail. Uh, likewise. Yeah, uh, yeah, William's fine. Wh- oh, Gail's for the field, okay. you know. Friends call call you William, and I is that mean I'm. I'm your friend now. I'd like to think so. I, yeah, it's great. good of you to think we're friends. I like that. Yeah, yeah, me too. All right. Well, it's uh, w- wonderful to meet you, sir. Yeah, I'm not sure how to ever say goodbye to people, so I'm just going to turn around now and go back to looking at my papers. Same. You, you're going to look at this, these papers, too? Yeah, I'm going to just turn around. But don't worry, just the whole time you're, okay. you're looking in uh, another direction, I'm behind you, yeah, looking in another yeah. direction. I'm oh, okay. here for you. Yeah. Okay, well, then I well, leave. well bye. <laughs> uh, okay, and then, so the last thing you wanted to do um, is talk to the guy who recruited you, Dregs, the 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 shaman, the representative of the Council of Magi. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we have it. Heard of him. And so I think that he, um, where, where do you want to meet him at? Where do you think he would be? I'm kind of giving you kind of, uh, is, is there a, be. like, uh, so like the elements are like a thing, uh, from mm-hmm. what I yes, understand, is so. there somewhere that people like him go and pray and like do things like that? I'm going to meet him on his You know, turf. there's like this, this generic kind of temple area. Where it's kind of understood that that everyone here who has a faith is, you know, obviously in this world, um, all of the gods, no matter which one you do, are still kind of considered to fall under the umbrella. You know, people, they're all like very real to everyone. So even if you said you represented a different god, you'd be accepted very much the same. There's not a whole lot in terms of uh, different ways to, to worship them other than, you know, you believe strongly usually in the one who created you and everyone knows who like created them as as that god cool so let's go there i want to i want to find him okay. there if possible 
Yeah, I think he has a routine. He's a very, very scheduled guy. He also has a very Perfect. important job as, as a uh, political liaison of sorts. Mm-hmm. So he's got a Perfect. tight, tight schedule to keep. And so you find out that he goes there right around sundown uh, most days, you know, for an hour or so. All right. Um, and you, I think you catch him maybe as he's ending some prayer time uh, and some, some study. Perfect. Uh, I, I approach and I uh, sit next to him. And his eyes are closed. Uh, he's kind of. I think he's sitting down like on a mat, and he's he's cross-legged. I sit next to him. He's crisscross applesauce, and he just he breathes in. I did not need this today. Who are you talking to? And he kind of pulls the hood back, and I think we remind that he's a, he's a dark-skinned tiefling. Mm-hmm. He says, "You know what it is I talk of." Your presence merely is threatening to my auras. Oh, that's a good point. Uh, you know, but you don't have to be intimidated, friend. I, I came here of my own volition. Um, just to kind of see some of the, the woo-woo stuff you're doing, you know? And he, he kind of waves a hand in front of your face. And he says, come out. And so, Ashi is pulled from her from the pen. Hey, hey, hey. Here here we like consent. You could have asked. And and she's sitting on a mat and but she seems very peaceful about it too. She's just mm, kind of say what you say. Consent you is say. important. Consent is important. I have convened with her before. I ask you if she could come out. She is here. Oh, all right. Perfect. It's fine. Uh, it's it's fine. And yeah, I don't no. mind. Yeah, but it was kind of douchey, you know. He could have just asked. He didn't have to yank on William, you. Like, that's... Look at me. William, look at me. Mm-hmm. You're a douche. Yeah. If anything, you should be proud of him. No, can, no, listen, I'll do a lot of things, but I don't betray consent. I have a line. That's fine. Just, just give me some weird vibes. It's mm. fine. Dregs, I, I came here, first of all. Still dregs. Still, still dregs. Then name has not changed. Still no negotiating on that. So, like, you don't have like a code name that's much, much, much cooler. Like Breeze, his code name is just Drex. Oh, oh, Drex is my uh, code name. Oh, great! What's your real name? Because uh, that's my. Be I will never tell you that. Lara, okay. Never will you get that name. So you got Drex because you like drag your feet. Never gonna get it. Not this time. No. No. Okay. Well, I- anyways. Um, it's. A, I just had a question. So, you seem to know more about Eshi than Eshi knows about herself. So, um, what do we do to unlock some more of those memories of hers? I like point at her head, and he he looks over to Eshi and he says, um, <sighs> "You seem to have a troubled past. Something that is very heavy on your spirit." And she says, um, um, I guess, I don't know. I, it's more like my memory is gone and, and I don't remember why I am the way I am. I know I was a person. I know that I existed. I know that, well, maybe that's it. Hmm. Um, and do you remember how you got with William? Yeah. Sheer luck. Hmm. 
on who who was lucky. <laughs> oh, for for me, I'm the lucky one. She that's poor soul has to deal with uh, yeah, you. But that's neither here nor there. He says, "Here's what I have heard. Mm-hmm. Long before the blossoming, there were a group of champions, and you've heard this story, perhaps, but the champions represented the six gods." all of which were created by Uni himself. And during the time of the champions, the reason they were called was there was a, a sickness called the Dragon's Curse. Because the gods could only exist on this planet, Norveterra, in the form of dragons. Otherwise, their spirits, their presence was too powerful and would kill people, just even by being near it. And so mm. they called upon champions to represent them to go out to all the world and tell the people that the curse was not the fault of the dragons, but that they did not know what the fault was, or the reason for the curse. The curse was killing people who use magic, and magic alone. Warriors were not bothered. Fighters, no. Common people were not threatened. But any magic user who called upon the name of magic, the name of Uni or their gods, they were affected. And some mm-hmm. who chose to keep doing their magic to, to heal those who were hurt, to fight on the front lines of the battles for such as Valfold and Taggart, those individuals were cast into a deep sleep. But it did not kill them. It merely put them into uh, a stupa. Um, and those people were, were all placed together and they were placed in the catacombs and the catacombs were shut and, well, sometime later, some of them came back but a lot of them did not and so the warriors what happened to them well that's the big thing nobody seems to know but what I hear is that a few of the champions specifically were were very powerful and did made many sacrifices themselves to make sure that the dragons the gods themselves were saved preserved and some think the dragons still exist here today. Although I don't, I don't think that's true. But Eshi here, are you a Eshi fucking here? dragon, Eshi? Eshi is not Breathe a fire. I, oh, no, I'm not. I almost tried it. You got me last time. I'm not okay, doing. Okay, you can breathe fire. I've seen you do this. Okay. I, I have, I have abilities. I can't breathe fire. But you make it look like it, and that's the important piece. Don't put that on me. Don't put that on me. Don't expect that from me. Anyways, you, you, were, you were saying it seems that your friend here is trapped. Her soul is bound um, to some some form of the element that she represents. Some some giant token of Ephestos. I don't know all the details, but I feel like if you could reconnect her soul to her body, you may find many more answers Mm. okay we've got to take you home alright I like it that Uh, is the first noble thing I've ever heard you say no 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 remember the part when I talked about you getting a better name that for sure leave him alone Dregs is a cool name okay Ashley listen I I get it he can yank your spirit out of you but he has no control over you you don't don't let him bully you into this it's not okay but yes we'll take you home question Dregs I'm sorry 
Don't apologize to him. Uh, but uh, really quick question: Do these catacombs you mentioned? Uh, where are they? I think that they have since gone far below sea level. I don't know that anyone has been there since. Well, there's no recorded history of anyone going there for a long time. It may not even exist. It may be a part of the story that people tell. Hmm. Okay, so... Uh, no, it's interesting. That's, uh, that's a problem. Or, what did you call these catacombs? Other than catacombs, they have like a fancy name. Uh, well, I mean, several people called them the... Um, the catacombs of the champions. Notes. Champions, uh, catacombs... Uh, the immortal catacombs, the catacombs of the lost, the forever sleep, sleeping beauties catacombs. The sli- the, the Z Central, the um, the uh, nighty night, see you never again. Mountains, the oh, I will find this name. No, it's weird. It, it just seems like you just had a little bit of a stroke, Dregs. I can keep giving you some names, like riffing off of your catacomb situation until you remember. Uh, they're just called the catacombs right now. All right, it's perfect. I will go look that up in the library. I will have Eshi go look that up in a library for us. <laughs> does Eshi have a library in her pen? No, but uh, does she has the ability to go do things without me? Uh, oh, that's she true. is. She is powerful, and also mm, I'm not a nerd. Um, well, Dregs, I really appreciate the time. Um, sorry about this interaction in general. No, like please, please, uh, feel free to crash in on my, you know, spiritual time anytime. No, I just, need. I just meant it was a lot longer than I intended. So my bad. Well, so like okay. Eshi, it is always uh, a pleasure to speak to you. Yeah. Weird. Uh, well, hey, hey, good luck with the uh, woo-woo-woo, and uh, appreciate you. Thanks. <laughs> then I'm going to okay. stand up and walk away. You kind of see him like, shake his head and kind of go back into um, some kind of final, like almost uh, prayer posture. And then and, uh, as, as, we're ex- hold on. as we're exiting that spot, I look at Ashi uh, and I say, "Okay, now like you can't tell him that I said this, but like that's some good information he's giving us about like your past, and we can't fight in front of him so much. Like that's not good. United front, okay? You can't always mock everyone we talk to. His I know you say terrible. they're a jerk, they don't understand. Listen, I know you're intelligent, but sometimes mm-hmm. it's about how you deal with people." More than yeah. like what you know, you know, like you know, no. mm-hmm. you're gonna get us better if you're if you're nice, mm-hmm. honey and vinegar, that thing. Mm-hmm. I enjoy, yeah, no, the, I enjoy I'm, the wit. I get it. I'm just, I'm just saying, there's going to be a little trouble in paradise, and I, d- I don't know how to divorce the spirits. I, I don't know how to do that. Well, listen here, Billy Boy, you're you're gonna have to deal First with it all, until we figure this out. Only my mother calls me Billy Boy, and she is dead. Possibly, I'm not sure. Well, she probably died to get away from you. Okay, well. To be fair, you died to get away from me, and here we are. <laughs> she laughs. I guess I'm, she actually laughs. But for real, that was some good information. It was really good information. Um, I, I feel, I don't know, more hopeful than, than we have in the past. 
Yeah, I think if we find the catacombs, or not, but I just, it's good. Somebody knows about those catacombs. Right. There's too much weird stuff in the world. I mean, I'm, like me, me, I exist in, in somewhere. Yeah. You're totally not a figment of my imagination, which is great. Mm. I was real happy to learn that. Well, you know, I, I don't know where to go next, but I'm, I'm very excited. But real quick, you know, if you were a dragon, you'd have to tell me, right? Like, that's I'm a not rule. a dragon. Like, you have to tell me if you're a dragon. Okay, I'm a dragon. Okay, great. Also, last thing. There's a thing about a curse, and um, and if you do magic, you can get the uh, the COVID-19 uh, juice if you're a magic user. Um, that's not going to happen to me, right? Um, I think that was the old thing. I don't think that is now thing. Oh, good, you're right. I feel much better about it. And then I start casting, like, sparks and stuff in my hand. Great, still works awesome. And you see her just, like, she was kind of walking beside you, and as she gives you this, like, look, she just disappears. (laughs) She's back in her bed. Perfect. Awesome. All right, and I think kind of the sun is set. You end the day. Um, Did you drink your that shot you had right away, or did you store it later? Absolutely. I drank that right away. Can't let that sit. Yeah, you end the day and you head back to your room. Uh, it, it's however, obviously, you know, you want it to look for that day if you, you mm-hmm. change some things up or not. But it's a good day. You've gotten a lot of information. You've met a lot of new people. So, and that is yep. where we will end. I have one more small thing. Yes. I check in my room. Is there alcoholic brand blackberry brandy in my room? Um, there is now, but it's very low content. Oh, well, it's better than you'd nothing. have to drink a lot. It's a good challenge. Uh, well, at least it's not just bullshit now. Great. I'm very happy and have a drink. Light conversation with Eshi to end out my night. Love it. That's where we're in the episode. Hey, everybody. Thanks for listening to this episode. This is the second downtime we're doing after the first arc kind of the, the format we'll follow is, is just as such we'll do an arc we'll do some downtime we'll do a side mission side quest the players choose I'm trying to feed them some stuff during these these downtime things mm, uh, and I'll have a list of mm. other things mm-hmm. and it. so uh, we dropped this episode and so we'll be dropping the, the, the next one in a couple weeks kind of giving ourselves a break right now and so that's why you're getting them in two week increments and so uh, that's that Dwayne what you got for them uh, hey, if you want to support the show, you can go to store.officetubi.org. You can get yourself a t-shirt. You can get yourself um, some stickers. Mm. You can get yourself another t-shirt because you got you got more than one. Um, but no, seriously. <laughs> oh, and don't forget uh, stickers. What? Don't forget stickers. You can get stickers. You, you can definitely get more than one of those. But uh, seriously, if, uh, you know the store really is just a small way to support us. But it's more about you having a piece of the show yourself. You having a little bit of the logo, uh, a little bit of the, you know, these shirts are super comfortable. I'm not wearing one right now. I don't know why I look down, but I, I wear them all the time. Um, they're very comfy. Um, and it's always nice. You go out and people say, look, oh, that's a really cool logo. Or, you know, what is that? And then I tell them and then the, the Southerners around me quickly lose interest as I'm checking out at Lowe's. Mm. But that's neither here nor there. Uh, Store.lawfulstupid.org. You can, you can have a little piece of our show with you. 
<laughs> that was very sad. Hey, what you can also do is, if you're cheap like me, you can just join our Discord and still have all of our fan base and people to talk to about D&D, or there's a role playground that people are just love so much, and that one's probably the most active channel of all in our Discord. But there's a lot of other things you can do. Um, talk about current video games people are playing. Baldur's Gate 3 is one I see in there. So, yeah, have fun. You can join us uh, at our Discord at discord.lawfulsupa.org. And so what we'll finish on is is my good news story. Uh, I found this one. There's it, the, it goes, I had a great Pyrenees who was the definition of gentleness. She could run full speed through a field of baby chicks and wouldn't harm a single one of them. One day I actually cut a guy off while driving. There's a big tree on a corner and I looked as best I could, but I didn't see him. It was an honest mistake. This guy followed me home, a journey that took a good 15 minutes. I pulled up my drive and my dog, as always, ran out to greet me. I got out of my car, turned towards the guy and started yelling at him to get off my property. My dog became a terror demon, snarling, barking, and darn near choking herself on her own hatred for this guy. There was truck in reverse, took the heck off. My dog chased him to the edge of the property, came trotting back. So proud of her. Um, she got many treats that night. You don't mess with a working dog's family. So that's good. This, this owner's dog helped keep a weird guy from attacking her. Yeah, um, what the, what that story doesn't tell you, and it's, you know, it's, I hate the details. Um, that was just like the ending of a very sad, like, divorced couple, right? Like, the guy was, like, chasing his, his husband, and then, the, you know, their mutual dog, like, picks a side and, like, barks him away, and forever their love was shattered. All because that dog wouldn't give him a second chance, you know? He's like, I'm just gonna drive up and try one more time. One more time, give me I a got sign. this. Give me, give me a sign. Give me a sign, God. Or not. And God, God goes, I got you one angry dog. I got you one angry pupper. And then the ex-husband thought, well, that's that's why I poison that dog's treats. And uh, all dogs go to heaven. The end. Uh, everyone, Take thanks for listening. Day. We love you. <laughs> Bye. Bye.